Yeah, I'm tired of you being mean to me, man. I'm tired, I'm tired of people being mean to me. Welcome to Talking to the Podcast Wall. <laughs> Glad to be here. Good evening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Talking to the Wall podcast. Gosh, it's been a yes. long time. Yes. It's been two weeks, maybe. Uh, it's been about a month, I think. Today is April 6th. I think the last one was March 19th or somewhere around in there, but... Uh, this I is, remember. This is our first one with the with the sun still up. Yeah, it's getting dark, but yeah, it is. But it's nice to see that light still fading away at uh, what eight oh four. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, fellas, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, I did a lot of yard work yesterday, uh-huh. and um, went golfing today. I noticed though with the yard work. Cause like, you know, my wife, she works out and stuff. She goes to classes, like kickboxing classes yeah. and stuff. And, uh, I don't work out at all. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get up in the morning. That's about it. And so your low, body, I just can't believe that. I know it's, it's, yeah. hard. it's most yeah. people view me as a Greek God, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Adonis is in you, pain every now and then. Yeah. Y'all. How do you but do anyway, that? But my point was, uh, I'm doing well considering I put my body through 48 hours of just physical hell with the golf and the, the yard work and the, doing the squats and picking up bags of mulch that were wet. Uh, I just, <laughs> my body's just a little, a little tired right now. So yeah, well, but other than that, I'm doing great. But your yard probably looks pretty good, right? Oh man, it's on point. I bought some pineapple solar lights and some orbs and stuff, and I'm like really excited. After the podcast, I'm gonna run outside and look at the orbs in the front yard. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. Admire your work. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Jason, how you doing? Oh, I, I'm doing great. Like I said, I went to play golf with Jeff today. I bought a new driver, so I, that's all the reason I went out was to try the new yeah. driver out, and it was fun. That was fun to hit. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. Just a beautiful day. How'd you like the driver? It was a beautiful day. I liked it. I yeah. like. Well, I better like it. I spent a lot of money on it. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, I was getting about twenty to thirty yards more. Yeah, than my old driver. Nice. So, you just, yeah, it, it it hit well. I hit it too, Mark, and it it, it, it hits really well. Right. Um, you just he has to figure out how to use it because you you don't have your classic fade back yet. But still, no, you're yeah, hitting, you're hitting yeah. it further than you have been in a long time. So, right. well, that's so how you've been doing. I I, I mean, you know. Uh, uh, day by day, I tore a toenail off last night, as I was saying. And yes. I'm just... <laughs> just because I was sheer boredom or no. just something to do? <laughs> I, I mean... Uh, I mean, how does one tear it? Well, hold on. Hold on. Time out. Okay. Time out for one second. <laughs> I'm going to let him... Uh, Mark, I want to hear the story, I promise. But it's right. kind of funny. You're like, how you doing? Jeff's like, I put my body through hell. I'm like, I got a new driver. And you're like, I tore my toenail. Uh, it's- okay, go ahead. <laughs> Things topics are, everywhere. Yes. Th- things are tough on the elite uh, East Coast, but uh, you know, I hope you're having Coca-Cola yes. right now. But anyway, um, and watching baseball. But, um, I, th- about two weeks ago, I, I broke a toe. I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and it was dark, and I was disoriented. And um, I kicked the edge of the door where the hinges are attached. Yes. So, like, there's no movement on it whatsoever. I probably broke my toe in, like, 15 different places. But anyway... I'm I'm glad this is humorous. Um, <laughs> You're losing it. But yeah. So you me off guard. I'm broke my toe. <laughs> well, see if I if I'd kicked it on the other end of the door where it actually moves, then it wouldn't have been near as fatal. But since I kicked the the side where the hinges are, like I say, man, I, I broke the toe, and then the next right, morning so you I, got this lip toe, well, right? Right, and I get up the next morning, and there's a blood blister on it, like the size of a large marble. <laughs> Right, so I pop it and I, I drain it and all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. And so, of course, after two weeks, the thing got you know sort of dry and was ready to be peeled off. So last night, I get up to go to the bathroom. Black and dead. Yeah, bad, okay. bad stuff happens when you get up and go to the bathroom, man. And so I decide I, I sit down and I'm you know 
I don't know, just sort of up at night, not really <laughs> ready to go back, get in bed or whatever. So I start picking at the dang dried blood blister and I peel it off and the blood blister's all the way up under the toenail. And I'm thinking oh. to myself, Mark, if you pull this, you're going to pull your toenail right off. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're still 20. And you're, you, you know, you, you yeah, have no. lots of calcium and you, you're doing great at, at, you know. So, of course, I pulled the... the, the oh, little, yeah, you had to. Yeah, pulled the blood blister to. scab yeah. off and off came the the uh the toenail um so now you have a toe that's naked well no <laughs> it just pulled off at the bottom and on the right it's like side a, it's still attached a, a on the left side dog. <laughs> yeah but it's still attached on the left side which makes it even worse because at some point that sucker's coming off and i bet it ain't wow. gonna feel good so all right wow okay. yeah that's how i'm doing um so right, anyway uh, speak, <laughs> rolling the dice of life. Speaking of rolling the dice, tonight when we, we want to talk about game shows with you guys. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. To me, a game uh, show. I like game shows. Television game shows are like an elemental part of American life. Eating dinner. Watching game oh, shows. Oh, no, no. Growing up in the 70s, game shows were like a staple on TV, right? I mean, you, it was, you had your afternoon game shows. You had your evening game shows. You had your morning game shows. And it was just, I don't know. It just seemed like America was built on game shows. Right. <laughs> but, you know, you, you're, you're right. They are all day long. Yeah, they really are. And you know, now you have the game show channel, which is, I, I don't have watched it much and I don't know about y'all, but it's a little disappointing. I thought it would be cool if they just did all classics, but they seem to have these like new game shows, which I guess is cool, but it would be cool just to go and have a channel of just, Complete classic game shows. Right. A game show's got to be like unique to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I. I love the trivia game shows. The trivia game shows is always fun, you know. Right. Which I, I was speaking of trivia game shows. I was watching Aaron Rodgers was the guest host for Jeopardy. And they were mentioning that they were they're not going to pick a permanent host to replace Alex Trebek until the fall. Right. Because they said they want to wait a little bit because they feel like if they replace them too soon, it would be disrespectful. So they're just sort of like letting people just fill in until the fall and then they'll make a decision. Who do you think should be the permanent one? I think Ken Jennings should be. I really do. I mean, he's like one of the most famous Jeopardy people. Him and Alex Trebek got along. He's smart as a whip. Just make him the host. I, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd like Ken Jennings. On the uh, on the host, yeah, Doctor Oz would, would cause a national riot. Jason, who should host Jeopardy permanently? I don't care. You are a mess. Everybody was a mess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I like watching Jeopardy from time to time. It can make you feel smart and make you feel really stupid. But I don't. I I mean, if they pick whoever they pick, I'd be fine with. And, and you know, they're just reading questions. You know, right? But they, they I hear you. They they do have to have a very comforting, soothing personality at the same time. Sure, they yeah. do. They do. Yeah, and, and I, I know. I don't think Ken Jennings is 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 laid back as Alex Trebek. Well, I think he will be if you give him time. But the thing about Jeopardy, I've noticed, I've been watching it a lot more lately. Not actually sitting down and watching it, but just having it on in the background as I finish cleaning up dinner or <laughs> we're doing something. You know, it's or like I'm, I'm being uh, old, or I knit my next sweater. Yeah, I knit, yeah, yes, I knit a sweater. Yes, yeah. yes. or, or pull a toenail off, and uh, Jeopardy's just on the background, you know. So uh, it's I haven't weird. watched Jeopardy in a very long time. Hmm. I have hmm. to admit, I mean, it was a bummer when Trebek died. I mean, it, it was hard to kind of yeah. go, go back. I, yeah. I watched it a couple times recently, and it's just you know, it's it's still the same, but it's not the same. I don't know, Jason. Well, what let you, me ask you this question. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. What? I was going to say. Speaking of game shows, what like who's your favorite game show host of all mm. time? I'll get to that. Oh, okay. I'll Sorry. get to that. Jason, your favorite right. game shows. When you when you think game shows, what do you want to see? Ah, uh, that's hard, man. I know. Um, I'm always like, that's what I asked the question. 
I guess my favorite game show would have to be The Price is Right. And the only reason I say that is because it's a game show that has all kinds of games in it. Like, you know, you watch Joker's Wild. Well, that's Wild. true. That's true. Thing. You watch Card Sharks. You know, you're still playing a card game. But it's, it's one Jeopardy. game. It's yeah. one game. Yeah. But with The Price is Right, you have six different games within the show. Yeah. And it's just always been entertaining because of that. Yeah. Because you never know what you never know what game's coming up. Right. Or or you rooting for your favorite game to show up right. to watch right. it. Yeah, you know. It's, like that so, one where yeah. you had to do the price one when they had the hiker. And yeah, the little Yeah, he goes up and you're just waiting for the fall of the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if your job was one of the people who had to come up with the different games? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And you're just sitting around at dinner and you're you're you know you're not listening to your wife rattle on about work or whatever, and you're like, I think I just I think I just found it. The hiker. And then you and then you'll get up there and it's like be a lame one. It's like you know the squeeze play or whatever, where they just like. Have two gifts, and yeah, they you give you it. one price, and you have to take one number out. I'm like, that's all right. I can do. You know, yeah. I want to do something. Yeah, you, you know, I'm yeah. playing a game. You end up getting yeah. fired because every game you come up with sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Price is Right. You know, there's a lot of great game shows, but I just, I mean, shoot, I still watch it. Watched right. it yesterday. Nice, nice. What, is nice. what's his face still the host? Drew Carey. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's funny. Boy, he gave up comedy real quick for for game shows. Yeah, well, well hey man, it's a, a steady it's a steady gig. Yeah, it's a good gig. Yeah, and the Price is Right generally has a selection of uh, attractive uh, females to help. Well, they have yes. male. They have a male now. They have male. Excellent. Female. Excellent. Yes, Equity. they do both. Equity even on the game yes. shows. Jeff, what about yes. you? When you think game shows, what do you what do you, what do you want to see? Oh man, you know I. I mentioned my my love for Jeopardy, but I sort of want to like sort of laugh a little bit and be entertained. Right. So, you know, for me, like the Family Feud is like a, a hilarious show to watch. Yeah. I, I I like watching the Family Feud, and I like it better with Steve Harvey as opposed to right uh, Richard. Richard. What was Richard's lesson? Yeah, Richard, Richard Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was witty, but. I don't know. I just sort of enjoy the humor of Steve Harvey better. Right. You know, so, but, but that, that, that kind of game show. So, you know, the family feud or the old classic match game, because you have this sort of, you, you're entertained there. They're making jokes or having a good time. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. A game, a game show like that. So right. in the match game and the. Interesting. All right. Uh, Richard Dawson was always creepy, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. He was um, like, he kissed everybody. Yeah. He did. And he was like, he was uh, like the, the, the stepbrother of the rat pack who got like yeah, banished he, from the he, family. Well, he's like the English stepbrother or something. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Which, by the way, Richard Dawson was on the match game all the time. I don't remember the match game. What what is uh, that? That was, a, that was a great show. They'd have they would have six celebrity panel celebrities, mm-hmm. uh, and then the two contestants they would read them questions, and they would have to give an answer and try to match the answers of the as six many. celebrities as you. many as they could. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so they had like, some like really Billy Bob is, like Billy Bob is so dumb. How dumb is he? He's Me. so dumb that he thought a Mexican border was a blank. <laughs> You know, yeah, and then they would have to match that. Somebody who's renting right. a house from me, yeah. And 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 he yes. and he always had that, and he had that very like that long mic that was five <laughs> yeah. feet long, right, with yeah, a little ball yeah. on the top. Yeah, well, that's that's what uh, the uh, Bob Barker used on The Price Is Right. Yeah, was, um, yeah, exactly. He had a very long one too, yeah. long and thin, skinny. And mic. he would always yeah, hold yeah, it yeah. like like he he always held it like if uh, if he if he moved very much at all, it would just break into a million pieces. You right. ABC, Wait, ABC, ABC still does the match game. They brought it back with Alec Baldwin. And it's it's pretty darn funny. Oh, that's y'all. right. They did. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. a good it's, it's a good show. It's a good premise. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. Alec Baldwin. So what about you, Mark? What's your favorite? Um. Well, I mean, Alec Baldwin as a host sounds awfully good to me. I, you know, yes. I, man, I don't know, man. Uh, I love the 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 intellectual shows. I guess you would say like Jeopardy. Yeah. Um. 
I loved Cash Cab. Uh, were you right? Yeah, Cash Cab was pretty cool. Who wants to yeah. be a millionaire? Are you? I mean, and then of course, America's own. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Only in America would you have a show called. Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. I do have to say, it was fun when I, we'd go down to Disney World uh, at MGM Studios. They did a live version of Who Wants to Be a, uh, to be a Millionaire or whatever. And so you got oh, the flag. Really? Yeah. They oh, would, that would be cool. They would go in and they would make it like the game show and they'd have contestants up there so, and all that kind of stuff. Basically, so the ride, they, just, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just recreated a show. Right. So you could a just be on a game show. Yeah. But you were you were part of it and you got to be interactive with it from your yeah. seat to answer the questions. All right. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, to, answer, to, to give a favorite, uh, and I know this, this may uh, be aggravating, but I am... Hooked on Billy on the Street. Billy on the Street. Yeah, yeah. Billy on the Street. He's making dreams come true. Billy on the Street. Uh, I, 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 don't know I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Never he's, seen it. He's a super gay dude who walks around the streets of Manhattan, sometimes L.A., and he'll just run up to people and say, name three famous white people. And they just they freeze. They can't do it. I was watching one. That's la- crazy. I was watching one last night, and it was. Uh, is this the name of a Cardi B song or a the name of a Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, you know he has uh, special guests on there. Michelle Obama was a special guest at one point. Um, uh, lots of folks from Parks and Rec, which he was on. But anyway, it's Billy Eichner, and uh, it's a pop, oh, that's cool. pop music and uh, culture trivia show. I have to watch it one time. Well, the number uh, the number one prize that people win on there are like dioramas that he's made. You don't. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. You, you don't, don't win. Like yeah, you don't win money. Yeah. Well, a hundred dollars is the most you can win on anything. Yeah. G- generally, it's one dollar or a diorama. Yeah. Diorama. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. I mean, uh, the Bachelorette and the Bachelor. We left those out. Nobody brought those up. The love. Oh, the well, love we didn't shows. talk about this. The uh, the newlywed game. There you go. Uh, the match game, as in the uh, was the, the was it the bl- was the match game the blind date one where you they sat behind a panel and they asked <laughs> questions. Oh, that was a dating. Yeah, you, that was a dating game. You already yeah. said the match game. Oh, right? oh damn. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I told you, man. I'm tired from working, man, and golfing. Love you know? connection. Do you remember that? Welcome to Love Connection. Where old-fashioned romance meets modern-day technology. Where you hear all the intimate details of a first date. And now, here's the host of Love Connection. Y'all, y'all uh, Love, Love Connection. Connection. Yeah. Back two and two. Yeah, Chuck, and Chuck they, Willery, yes. He, they would send him yeah. on a date, and then they would come back, and sometimes they would just be like, you know, you could tell they're going to get married. Yeah, and then the other one, they'd be just slamming each other, you know? It was like, bad. <laughs> they're either going to get married or make a baby right now. <laughs> Yeah, or they're going to kill each other. Or they're other. ready was, to kill each rough. other from the rough date experience that they had. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's good stuff. Yeah, all those game shows. You know, the, 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 the Joker's Wild. We had mentioned that before, but um, damn, yeah, there's a bunch of old game shows. Well, well, hang on, <laughs> hang on a second here. I'm just looking around my floor. You know, Kyle hadn't been here in months. Kyle. Kyle took off. <laughs> And he, he yeah. hasn't been seen, but there's a piece of paper line here that says, <laughs> hang on, help. It says, dad. Oh, I know. Uh. It says, dad, I miss you and I love you. Oh, I know. Love Kyle. Ah. I mean, this is, this is breaking my heart, y'all. But, and then it says, P.S. <laughs> You are number one in Fortune, Arkansas. Oh, Fortune, Arkansas. Yes, it's a great town. Fortune, Arkansas. (laughs) The only town in America named Fortune from what? Yes. I've never been there, but it's a great town. (laughs) Have you ever been to Arkansas? No. 
No, no. It's uh, it's a wild place. Yeah, it seems like it would be strange. I, I, I've been all over Arkansas. I'd keep it in the north if I were you. If you guys. listen, I saw that stupid meme the other day. Which one? And where Kansas and Arkansas is spelled the same, mm-hmm. it's A R Kansas, and then you have Kansas. So why is it Arkansas? But then why isn't Kansas Kansas saw or something? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like the English language. You know, it's just weird. Well, yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's Arkansas. It's A R K. It's Kansas. It's spelled <laughs> the same way, but it's pronounced Arkansas. So why isn't Kansas Kansas? Well, but or, you, you know, I just right. But you have a you have a Kansan, and you are you also have an Arkansan. Yeah, and 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 there's I'm sure there has a lot to do with. Uh, I'm assuming those are probably indigenous Native American names and stuff, and and tribes had different. Did he say indigenous? <laughs> indigenous. He, yes, he, he said did. indigenous and then said lip biscuit. <laughs> yeah. He did it all for the nookie. He's gone nookler on us. <laughs> I did it all for the Arkansas. The oh Arkansas. Yes. So, so you can take the Kansas and stick it up your what? Stick it up your what? It's Tuesday, right. April 6th, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were trying to say linguistics. Yes, that's, that was one. So yeah, but I put like something together with biscuits. Yeah. And I guess I'm hungry. Well, it's it's time for the hidden song. <laughs> yeah. Oh snap! I know. Jeff, you, you you say you thought of one. What, what's your? I did. What's your hidden song? Uh, and I I forgot it. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had it earlier. Do you want me to go? Yeah, you go, and it's going to come back. All right. Um, you know, like I said, normally I'll listen to the uh, '80s countdown and stuff with Susan on the weekends and stuff and serious. But and they were doing like 1980, 1984, and that kind of stuff. But uh, I've heard it uh, probably three or four times last week, just on the different stations. And right. I'm really, gro- I'm really grooving to Billy Joel's Allentown. the other day i heard yeah. that the other day good song yeah good song. yeah that's yeah. a good song man i love what he says it's hard to keep a good man down but i won't be getting up to debt i'm like that's deep dude. yeah yeah it's a good one it's a good one that's that's a, that's new, a good sound to it that's a new york yeah. city fellow who's caring about phil uh or uh you know steel mining towns. yeah union workers yeah yeah, yeah. Union workers. hey i saw it today but uh jeff to give you some more time to think of it um Oh, I got it already. That the uh, the manu- the that the manufacturer of Peeps, you know, the Easter candy, yes. is unionized, and they went on strike hmm. in 2016. And their 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 chant was what they what they chanted when they were on strike was, "Can you guess it? No justice, no Peeps, no Peeps." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. Yeah. That's nice. Definitely not the Haymarket Rebellion, but you know. No. Yeah, well, no, yeah, but come on, man. Nobody getting shot this over that. Yeah. <laughs> Those people making marshmallows in a different shapes and, and putting sugar and color on them, man, they, they need representation. I hear you, man. You know what I'm saying? So my song was. Do it. Olita Adams, Get Here. You can reach me by a caravan Cross the desert like an errand man I don't care how you get here, just get here if you can. Uh, ah, I listened the, the other song. night, you and I listened to it, and then last night that's I listened true. to it again, and I was like, wow, that is such a great, great song. So, Alita Adams, Get Here. Is that recent? I'm not sure. Get Here oh, sounds no, recent. That's, no, that's... No, it's, uh, what? 90s? Late? No, no. I thought it was more like the 70s, to be honest. No, it ain't the 70s. It ain't the 70s. I'll tell you that. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember, but. Late 80s, early 90s. All right. We'll have to research it. All right. Um, So what about you? I'm going to go with um, the Jerry Garcia band. Yeah. 
uh, from nineteen from August uh, of nineteen seventy six when Donna Jean Godshaw and Keith Godshaw were playing with him uh, from the Grateful Dead. Three members of the Grateful Dead and the, and the Jerry Garcia. Sure. I know you don't care. Um, no, but I don't. <laughs> uh, a gospel song where Donna. Nobody likes Donna Jean. No, very few Grateful Dead fans like Donna Jean's presence. You know, she just she's not fun. Anyway, uh, it was a terrible name. Well, she sang back vocals on uh, "Suspicious Minds" by Elvis, and I forget which. Oh, okay. She's a she was normally a back vocalist, and she did a, a number of songs Ow. with Elvis. "Suspicious Minds" being the the best known. But anyway, a gospel song called "Batman." It's about Jesus. And how she bumps into Jesus at the water well, and they talk a little while, and he asks her about you know being saved and all that, and uh, something like scripture. Then he walks away, and she you know she says, "I never called his name. He didn't tell me, and and I don't know." Hey Zeus. Well, she doesn't know. So that's why it's called that man. So it's just referring to that man who tried to save me at the well. Anyway, uh, uh, sounds like a good song, man. It's it's not bad. Depends it's a hit song. Depends on what yeah. you're into. It's a hit song. But, folks, I believe after 24 minutes of chatter, that brings us to the Five. the the center piece. <laughs> the center piece of the show. Yeah. And it's called Five, Five Questions. Questions. All right. Get ready. These are gonna be tough. I don't have to get ready. I was born ready. Everybody was a mess. All right, here we go. So speaking of game shows, if you were on Who Wants to Be a, be a Millionaire, who yes. would be your lifeline of a phone, a friend? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. It can be anybody. <laughs> I know, but it's just a good question because, A, I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> and, and B... They ain't smart. Yeah, they're all dumb. No, I'm just playing. Um... That's a, that's a real tough one. Who would you call? Me? I would call a guy I used to uh, sit with at a bar in Charlottesville called The Garrett. His name is Keith Pomeroy. The dude literally knows everything. All right, so that's cool you didn't name me. All right. Um, not, I mean, yeah, very <laughs> unassuming guy. He's not an educator. He should be, but the guy knows freaking everything. All right, that's cool. Jason, who would you? <clears throat> well, oh. since you're going kind of like that route, uh, when I taught at Middlesex 20 some years ago, uh, there was an English teacher there named Mr. Spain. I don't remember his first name, but he was the smartest dude I've ever met in my life. I mean, the, the amount of information he held in his head at any collective moment was like mind boggling to me. Right. I mean, yeah. he, he was, he was like insanely off the chart, smart, did like weird smart. He read all the time, did he? Yeah, yeah, and he couldn't keep a job because he always was making people mad because <laughs> he because he was just so much smarter than everybody else. And I'm like, what are you doing teaching high school? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, if I could get in touch with him, I'd call him because I know he'd know the answer no matter what it was. Yeah, yeah. You need somebody in- who knows everything. Yeah, and he was insane that way. That's cool. Wow, that's I, crazy. I, I was intimidated when I talked to him. Wow. An intellectual Godzilla. Yeah, he really was, man. <laughs> and, you, and you were calm. The Tyrannosaurus no, Rex of, of, of knowledge. No. Jeff, did you yeah. ever did you ever say anybody? It's a, it's a battle. Uh, no, I didn't. So you're, <laughs> so you're just not um, you're not going to use that lifeline, huh? No, I, I you know I mean it's interesting because y'all both went like like really old school, and I'm trying to think of someone who I thought that. 
held a vast amount of information. I, you know, just for kicks and giggles, I'd have to say my old co-worker, Tom Cutshaw, man. He was uh, sort of a wily old man, and he knew a lot, and there were some gaps that he had. But, yeah, I'd say I'd have to call good old Tom. Right. I think he would at least steer me in the right direction. Even if he didn't know, he would make me choose the answer that I felt was the correct one. So, yes, I would say Tom. That's quite a compliment to give somebody, too, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I agree. So number two, who is a? Bank- I was going to say me, <laughs> but I mean I that might have sounded a little. Like- <laughs> you, you, no, I mean not at all. You know they give the Jeopardy contestants. I think they give them like a number of possible categories so that they can brush up. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. certainly, if my final question was history, I would definitely call Jason Burns. If it was art, I would definitely call Jeff Burns. Right. So, I mean, but it, it, it depends what it is. Yeah. Right. That's 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 a that's the kicker. So. Right. All right. Number two. Number two. Um, who is a band or artist that is often considered a one-hit wonder that actually has a good catalog of music? Oh. I know. Oh. I know. Ouch. I know. All right. I'm gonna say something right off the bat. Um, I got two bands. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Why limited uh, to just two? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go a little old school. I think the first one for <laughs> me, because... Why limit ver- one hit wonders to one band? Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, my, <laughs> I I really like uh, the Flock of Seagulls. and But I think they're only like a, known for their I, their single, I Ran. Mm-hmm. But I, they, ha- they have a really good collection. When you listen to the Flock of Seagulls, they're, they're a pretty good band. Uh, but they're only known for that one song, which, by the way, I think is the worst song. Um, wow. But, and then, oh, man, the other one left me. So y'all can jump in anytime because I, I thought, oh, Simple Minds. I thought Simple Minds <laughs> is known for the just the one, one, the one song from Breakfast Club. But when you listen to Simple Minds, again, they have a very cohesive sound. It almost sounds the same over and over, but it's good. And I like them and they have a lot of good songs. So, yeah. All right. Two from the 80s. Yes, I went, like I said, old school. Right, mine are from the 80s also. Well, go ahead then. Uh, I would go with, I've got three. <laughs> yeah, why well, limited to just two? Um, yeah. Thomas Dolby. <laughs> very much, um, okay. very much Thomas Dolby. Um, she blinded definitely me with a, Definitely a one-hit wonder, I'll give you yes. that. Yes, yes. See, that's what, that's what I'm struggling with. Is the one-hit wonder kind of concept? But go ahead. Right. Much like Je- uh, Jeff said about Flock of Seagulls, the "Blinded Me with Science" was, you know, not a bad song, but it was definitely not his best song. Um, Duran Duran. I know. Yeah. I know that those of you who were into new a uh, new wave, rather that you know, girls on film, you you were aware of that when "Hungry Like uh, the Wolf" came out. But for the most part, the listening public knows "Hungry Like the Wolf," and that's it. <laughs> anyway, the final one, of course, yeah. would be "Big Country." Yes, you mentioned Big Country before, yeah. yeah. Which is a great song, great song. Mm-hmm. I love that song. And just like the other ones, it's not a bad song, but it's not their best. Mm-hmm. So. I'm struggling with this, because it's you know, kind of like the idea of a one-hit wonder, and, and then, then I'd have to listen to their catalog enough to know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I'm trying to think of, like of a one-hit wonder that I actually, I mean, maybe, and I don't know, maybe Asia. For yeah, me, well, see, I mean, I, like me, you say it, Asia. Me. I know you think of like Heat of the Moment, and but you know they had like three really good albums. Uh, well, that's what I was going to say. Me and Mark sort of moved the goalposts a little bit because we're talking about bands who definitely did chart after the one hit, right? So they're not technically one hit wonders if you think about it that way, but they have that overwhelmingly one song that everyone identifies right. them right. by. Uh, so, I mean, technically, if you talk about one hit wonder, you're talking about something like, you know, a band that they have one great song, never heard of them, never heard another song from them, never, no one even had an album from them, you know, that type of thing. But, um, yeah, anyway. So it is a tough question. That's, that was my point. I'll go with Asia. Uh, that's, that's a very good choice, man. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I like because uh, I really like. I have like I have all three of their albums on vinyl. Right. I gave them. I gave them to Colin Jeff. He, yeah, he's keeping and, all my albums and uh, and Heat of the Moment is like uh, I would say their song. They're one hit. Yeah, if you could name any song from Asia, that's the only one you name. Yeah, the, the heat of the heat of the moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I was listening to that the other day. It's it's funny how the that song is just a, a constant battle between keyboards, drums. It is, yeah, and, yeah, and, it is. And guitars, yeah. man. It's just which instrument is <laughs> yeah. going to take the forefront. They go here. back and yeah. forth. It is a ba- that's a great way to describe it. It's a battle. Mm-hmm. You know, it really. I'm going to listen to that after we get off because I hear that battle. Yeah, because I remember it now. All right. Um, question number three. And this one's biased. Who's your favorite drummer? Of course, you. No. Oh. No, 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 no. no. Uh, okay, my favorite drummer. I don't really have one because, Not, although I guess I guess I would say I have different criteria than you do because you play drums. So I'm going to say my favorite drummer uh, would be Don Henley. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, there's. Oh, I mean, wow. th- think about the delineations of it. You got your power drummer. You've got your finesse drummer who does little, oh. t- little tiny. Oh, I got, no, no. I got. My, no, look, look, I, I got love, my answer. I, I love what Carter Buford from uh, Dave Matthews Band. I right. mean, I just absolutely yeah. love listening to him. Totally, he is a superhuman but, drummer. I mean, just the, the things he does. It's just like it's like you listen to it honestly. And I, this is as a non-musician that listens to their songs, and he's just like in a totally different vibe than everybody else. But he pulls everything together. It's kind of crazy, right? But, yeah. Uh, I said Don Henley because I just remember him, you know, playing with the Eagles and like seeing Hotel California, and and he's such a great singer. Like Glenn yeah. Fry said, he could sing the sing phone the book. book. Yeah. Uh, so just that combination of his voice and his drumming is just—he's super mm-hmm. cool, man. Well, with the Eagles, he's just super cool. Yeah, you don't need anything complicated, and he filled that role of being a, a very simple drummer. Yeah. And just, He's a good session drummer. Right. And providing what the yeah. song needed as opposed yeah. to taking over the song. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then that's why I was going to say my choice is uh, Stuart Copeland from The Police because mm. I think he's the same. He, he he can really like rip into it. And if you're a drummer, I think, and I'm not, but it seems like he can really have these like moments. But he can just, he continues the song on its path and he, he keeps it fresh and he doesn't try to change anything. He's a wonderful mix of power and finesse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, heard man, I heard Man in the Suitcase yesterday. And I was yeah. Like, what a nice little ditty. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. a nice ditty. They, they have some nice ditties in their older yeah. catalog. They really do. <laughs> the Police is a really good band. <laughs> yeah, they really are. The Police is a really kick-ass band. I yeah, agree. they are. You know, I, I, I may have said this before on a previous podcast, but Stuart Copeland, uh, Peter Gabriel hired him for Red Rain just to play the hi-hat. is a yeah, little, really. little symbol over here. Yeah. That's all he played throughout the whole song yeah. was just the hi-hat. That's because of his finesse. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Well, he, he's a, he's, he, he knows a lot of jazz drumming, too. Right, right. And reggae yeah. drumming, too. And if, if, you listen, so he, if, if you listen to Red Rain, the opening, the little symbol that you yeah. hear, that's Stuart yeah. Copeland. Yeah. That's so he knows how to he knows how to go in and he knows how to pull back. So anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. Great, great question. Yeah. Great question. Um. You know, Carter Beaufort certainly uh, just a superhuman drummer who is almost impossible to understand. Billy Martin from Modesky Martin and Wood. Um, Elvin Jones with the uh, John Coltrane uh, Quartet. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tony Williams from the later Miles Davis uh, era. Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich, yes. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Buddy, to me, you you can't folk a, a drum a, a band should not be centered around a drummer. No, I agree with that. But that, and that was Buddy Rich, right? So, yeah. Um, what do you, uh, Mark? I don't want to get too far off track here, but right. I feel like we probably are anyway. But since you like to play drums, we've never I've never asked you asked you, asked you about this. What do you think about Neil Peart? Oh, um, I mean, I mean, and that's that. You know, because I mean, he's like he's like you know, like he is like a, a a drum god, whether you like him or not. I mean, it's the reputation. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But when y'all said that it's almost based around drums, I almost, I mean, I just thought of Rush. It's like, you know, there's this three piece right. band and Neil Peart kind of 
I don't know. Well, see, that's just very much about Neil Pert. Just, I mean, briefly compare Carter Beaufort and Neil Pert. I mean, it's it's uh, with a trio, you 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 only have three people filling up the musical space. Whereas with, right. whereas with Dave Matthews, you've got at they least five. five people, maybe a right. keyboardist that makes six. And then the horn section, you got a lot of different elements in there taking up uh, space. And so what Neil does is perfect for what Rush is. He's a power drummer. He's got insane chops, uh, you know, yeah. in terms of doing, you know, explosive rolls down the drums and things like that. He's very creative. He's very musical. Carter Bofin, on the other hand, he he drives the rhythm. He, he can stay in the background and he can come up front and do a an explosive feel down the drums that just blows your mind. And it, and it seems like with me too, he could sometimes just like change the pace totally. Just boom. Yeah. Just on a, on a, on a dime. Right. You know, they stop and shoot a, a three shot pointer, you know, the same thing. Just, you just, <laughs> a three you know, shot you know, pointer <laughs> y'all. All right. I did say that. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Indigenous three shot pointers. Man, it was so fluid in my head. It yes. came out and just that. You know, a three bah. shot pointer with pointer. a biscuit, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So, uh, what, I, what are we on? I now? did it for Arkansas. For Arkansas. So you can take no. Kansas and stick it up your what? You did it for Arkansas. Oh, Arkansas. Yeah. Right. We're on question number four. Yes. So, what's, what, no. is, what is something. That is extremely strange <laughs> that you believed as a child. The Easter oh. Bunny. <laughs> that is strange. I'll agree. <laughs> the Easter Bunny. Pain. No, man, for real. Pain. I mean, I like, I like legit believed in the Easter Bunny, and I remember when I found out he didn't exist, I was devastated. And then I was like, "Why? That's so weird." Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just say, going. I'd, I'm just going with the Easter Bunny. Listen, I'm going short on that. I'd, sure. I'd have to. I'd have to say the Easter Bunny is an odd creation, isn't it? Like we try to tell our kids that pagan a bunny comes in. Pagan. <laughs> a bunny. That's just weird. Yeah, no, that's a good answer. Actually, now that I think about it. Well, and the, the bunnies don't have eggs. Well, I mean, I guess females bunnies do in their ovaries, but yeah, bunnies that, don't. They don't lay eggs. Whoa. You know what my biggest fear is when I was a child? No, it's, it's not I, fear. No, 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 the biggest fear. It's not, Hold on now. It's not the fear. It's what, I know. what is something strange you believed? And it, go, yeah, go ahead. yeah, that's what I was going to say. No, he was just uh, getting ready to go down another place. That's no, what he does. No, no, I was going to say, I remember seeing uh, a report in like 2020 one time, like when I was like seven or eight about cannibals. Uh, what, what was that world leader that was a cannibal or whatever? Idi uh, Amin. Yes, yeah, so... I, I actually believed that there were cannibals living down the street. I was afraid that I was going to be eaten by somebody. <laughs> okay. 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 So that's your, the weirdest thing that you believed in. Yes. I believed okay. it because okay. I saw I it you. on TV. So I thought it was true. I got you. Right. I got you. And I, I felt, and I, and I made it local when I brought it home. I got yeah. you. Mine, mine's just as odd, dude. If you re- do you remember when we were kids, you know, now we have the uh what are those bees called now? The murder hornets. Oh yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that the murder hornets are coming to get us. You remember when we were a kid? There was I mean it was the killer bees. It was always like a caravan coming <laughs> yeah, from up from like Mexico. South yes. America yes. or something, yes. You can reach me by caravan. And the that, killer bees. And you could see those little bees in a swarm flying up the yeah. Atlantic Ocean. And you thought you were going to be stung to death. Yes. You'd be overwhelmed by bees. Coming, well, coming yes. straight to your house in Virginia, yes. and they was going to get you. Yeah. You didn't well, want to go outside and play. All right. Yeah. Well, see, hold on. All right, hold see, that's on. not the thing. That's not that. that let, me, let me finish here. Okay. When, when I heard about killer bees, one day when I'm like, I don't know, three, four, five years old, I walk outside, uh, and I'm standing beside the azalea bushes out front. And there's a hummingbird, what I now know to be a hummingbird. And Lord God, little Mark thought that was a killer bee, and he was never yeah, the same. Swore him, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that hummingbirds were killer bees. So wow. I mean, look at that beak. It could do some damage. Uh, that's right. No, uh, no. What I was going to say real quick was, if it wasn't the killer bees, it was the fire ants. Oh, fire ants yep. was big. Too, yeah, yeah. I remember the fire ants. That oh, was yeah. something that scared me too. I remember. Which, we, by the way, I got bit they, by a fire. No, I know, but remember they were in Florida. 
in yeah, the 70s, I, but nowhere else. And we went down to Florida to visit like our great uncle and aunt. And, and I got we, bit by a fire and, ant. And you got bit by a fire ant. And I was like, oh my God, my brother's dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was a fire swelled ant, yeah. up like crazy. It was red. It was us. Oh, yeah. sucked. Question number five. What is a great song that talks about apologizing or saying I'm sorry? Uh, in my I'm head. I'm going to go with something kind of crazy just right off the top of my head because that's what we're doing, spitball here. Uh, yeah. Ext- Extreme had a song, I think, in 1991 called No No More Words. And yeah, it was a, no, and no it, Words or something. No, I think it's No More Words, and it was about the idea that if you acted like you like me, you wouldn't ever have to apologize. Right. Yeah. That's the title. So, in other words, stop talking, baby. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you won't have to say I'm sorry. Exactly. Right. right. Hmm. <laughs> Muddy talks and bullshit walks. Oh, you know what I mean? So yeah, dang, that was so pretty hard. Uh, Forty-three like minutes it. into the show, we finally have our first profanity, y'all. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we did well tonight. Yes. We did well. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go with that one because it's like the non-apology song. All right. Doesn't have to be the title hmm. now. Oh no, it's called More Than Words. Okay, that's yeah, no, more than, than words. words. Yeah, right. No, no, I know it hasn't been a title about. All right. I understand that. No, but the song, but but that the song is about if you do what you're supposed to no, do, you, I don't, know. you don't ever have to apologize. So it's a nice right, little that's what twist. I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, I. Oh man, that's just so tough. I keep on wanting to come back to Lyle Lovett because he has a lot of songs about pain and regret. Um, so I'm still shifting through some Lyle Lovett in my head. Why don't you answer now? Well, <coughs> excuse me. There's one by Chicago. I forget what it's called. Hard, Hard to say. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> that's certainly not my 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 pick. Um, that's a great song. I though. will. I will yeah, say it is a good song. It is very much anything by Chicago. Lord knows. Um, True. Uh, yeah. I, did, I, I will say that I, I cheated and I looked at the answers that people had posted and Elvis's You Were Always On My Mind. Huh. Uh, if I ever made you feel second best, girl, I'm sorry I was so blind. That's yeah, Elvis? I mean, yeah. But, I, but, yeah. but my choice is going to be, I've got one solid <laughs> choice here. Yeah. Being a believer... Oh God! Uh, Justin, <laughs> Justin Bieber. That that would yes. be that's the Bieber I'm talking. Yes, the believer that I'm talking about. Um, is it too late to say I'm sorry? Is it too late now to say sorry? I because I miss more than your body. Oh no! No, 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 no! I don't know. No, I don't know that. <laughs> well, you do now, <laughs> no. fellas. You uh, do now. That was, that's a that rocking horrible. song. Uh, no, I okay. I, I, I believe it. Uh, oh yeah. my god! I went. I, okay. I mean, I've, I've moved from in, in this show from Jerry Garcia <laughs> to Elvin Jones with John Coltrane to to Justin Bieber. Keep, folks, I can't do any more for you. That's, yeah. that's it. All right, Jeff. All right, I'm gonna. I, I don't even know if it fits the criteria, but I it just popped in my head, and uh, the cranberries linger. Uh, do you have to let it linger? Uh, like it's like this sort of like play on you. You've screwed me over already. Why do you continue to do this? It's like. Do you have to let it linger? So it's not really saying I'm sorry, but it's like. Well, to to, to me, it's uh, I've said I'm sorry, and you keep harping on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to let it linger. Right. Uh, so I don't know. They just popped in my head. All so right. I'm gonna go with that. Like I said, I couldn't. I was going through the Lyle Love catalog, and there was just so much to, to get into. There, I just there is a, there is a '70s song, and I remember who it was by. It was crazy. I heard it the other day. It was like something like, "I'm sorry, I can never be your." But basically, I can't be your friend because I love you too much to like you. Oh, oh, that's a rough one. So they're break, yeah. So, so they're breaking up as friends and as possible lovers too. Well, there, well the, the girl was breaking up with him, and he's like, sorry, I can't be your friend because I love you too much to like you. We're, uh, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not going to act that way. You, you, can't, um, you can't, re- yeah. can't recall the name? I can't because Susan heard it, and she's like great with these songs, and she'd never heard that. She was like, oh, my God, this is dark. Right. I'm like, yeah. 
Uh, all right, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to Google that after this because I cannot yeah. remember who it was. Good stuff. We, but yeah, it was pretty cool. Perhaps we should start bringing, because uh, a lot of the five questions from here on will be about music, so perhaps you should start bringing Susan out as like the special guest lifeline phone a friend. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What was that song we listened to the other day, honey? God, I can't remember. It's like one of those, like, uh, uh, it don't matter. I got you. All right. All right. All right. Bonus question for the people, and then we're done. All right. All right. And this is a trivia question similar to a game show. Oh. All, right. All right. And I'm going to ask it in the form of Jeopardy. Okay. Okay. Here is the answer. Most of this firm's 70,000 seasonal white-collar employees work only four months a year. What, what is Apple? Amazon. Now, hang on. Ken Jennings lost on this question. This is what, what, what oh. got him off Jeopardy. Uh. Most of this firm's 70,000 seasonal white-collar employees work only four months a year. I'm going to say the same thing. What is Apple? Okay. No, I'm gonna stick with mine. I said Amazon. Well, kids, we're we're nine days away. I think tax day has been extended this year. It has. Okay, so I think to what a month to May fifteenth. I think so. Yeah. So if you haven't filed your taxes, people, you've got an extra month. But I would advise going ahead and getting that done. But anyway, it's uh, the IRS. I bet the IRS has a pretty big backlog. But nonetheless, uh, Ken Jennings said uh, Federal Express. And the correct answer is H and R Block. Oh, that makes sense. Or the correct, yeah, the correct answer, yeah. Yeah. So, what is H and R Block, rather? The correct question. So, anyway, folks, that brings us. Yeah. Uh, it, that it, there are so many big words, and that's like an an SAT or an SOL multiple choice question. There's so many big words in there; it throws you off. But I mean, it does. I mean, seasonal white collar employees. I mean, why do you need all those adjectives? But, um, you know, working only four months a year, that's the core of the question. And all those other big words throw you off. Folks, this is episode, I think, 28. And it's coming to an end now. And I know you're sad and we're sad. It's been a fun Mm -hmm. romp through game shows and drummers and hummingbirds and cannibals. Yeah, <laughs> and indigenous, indigenous three-point shooters, three-shot three yes. three three shot pointers, shot, yeah, three-shot pointers, yeah. <laughs> it's a new breed of dog, the three-shot pointer. All right, great for hunting. Screw y'all. Yeah, I'm tired of you being mean to me, man. I'm tired, I'm tired of people being mean to me. So, <laughs> the spring break aggression starts. Anyway, yeah. folks, take care of yourselves. Be healthy. And uh, we hope you hear from us soon. And as always, deuces. <laughs> I got to sneeze. <laughs> Good night, folks. (laughs) Talk to you next time.